full of grace and truth. And I just want to go on really from what we talked about last week, preach your salvation. We talked about the importance of uh, what does it mean to understand our testimony, understand the power and the authority that we have in proclaiming the word of Yehovah to others. And you might think you don't have much of a testimony, but if you're in a relationship with the living God, with Elohim, you have a testimony that people want to hear. And, you know, as I was just going through the Gospels today and praying over uh, our broadcast here today, um, you know, there was a direction I was going in. In fact, throughout the week, I've been writing, uh, you know, different bits of information on uh, keys on how to best minister the truth of Yeshua to the not yet saved? How do we reach the lost? And I was thinking about some of the questions that we could have for people and also what goes on in the heart when we are seeking truth. You know, you can be seeking truth or, or be a seeker, but if you're not seeking truth, that seeking that you do can take you down so many different paths. And uh, I've just been spending my time uh, looking at some key things on how uh, we uh, operate within the areas of outreach. Anyway, let's just take a moment in prayer. I know we've got more people joining with us, so it's good to see everyone coming in. Hallelujah. We've got uh, Renda joining us as well. Good to see you. Shabbat Shalom. Hallelujah. We've got Jerry Brown with us as well. Good to see you. Uh, we've got Anita in Florida. Good to see you as well. Thank you, Father. Yeah, there's quite a number joining in. Kimra as well in Florida, and Pat Taylor, good to see you. Okay, let's take a moment to pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you that your word is life. And we pray, Father, that you will minister your word through us. Father, that your word will be in us and will richly bless us in every way. But more than anything, Father, we have to lose our life to gain our life. We don't want to have the desires and the things that we want, but we want your desires and your purpose for our life to be living uh, out of us to this generation. So we worship you, Father, in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I was just thinking about uh, this scripture. I'm going to start reading in John chapter 1, and I'm going to start really from the beginning, uh, and then I'm just, I might end up just bouncing around a little here as we press in, but I was thinking in the scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, it says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You know, we know that grace is that free gift uh, that we have been given, that we receive salvation through faith and grace in Yeshua. It's a free gift that we receive. But I just want to open up here from John chapter 1 and just emphasize on the importance of the power of testimony. And uh, there's a few key scriptures in these uh, early chapters here I just want to share, so I'm just going to open up from verse 1. It says, John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Elohim, and the Word was Elohim. He was with Elohim in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And, and I, I love what it says there about the darkness. It says it has not understood it. It, it doesn't know uh, how to respond to the light. Darkness doesn't know how to respond to the light. And this is the foundation of the gospel of the kingdom and the proclamation of proclaiming, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. We have good news that we need to bring to this generation. For those who are living in darkness, this is the day of the light of Yehovah coming upon us. Hallelujah. So the darkness didn't just not understand it, it created the darkness still does not understand the light. 
So if you're suffering, if you're going through difficulty, if you're in that place of darkness, you ever heard people say, well, I'm just going through some dark times, some difficult times, difficult places. Well, we just shine the light of Yeshua over those areas right now in Yeshua's name. And may the light, the truth of the gospel of Yeshua set you free and bring forth deliverance. We speak supernatural healing. We proclaim that this is the hour of supernatural healing. This is the hour of his kingdom manifesting in our midst. Hallelujah. Verse 6. There came a man who was sent from Elohim. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light. Hallelujah. Again, Never forget the power of the light, the power of the gospel. Let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. Can you see that right now? You know the moment when you received Yeshua, when salvation, when you were born again of the Spirit, you came out of darkness into the light. This is, you know, part of our testimony is coming to that place of the realization of what is truth. Truth is found in Yeshua. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. So it doesn't matter what your path of seeking looks like or how determined you are to find truth. If you do not come through Yeshua, you will never find the truth, the true truth of the gospel. <clears throat> You know, how many times have we spoken to people and shared with people and they say, well, I've tried to pick out the Bible and as I read through the pages of Scripture, I cannot understand it. It's, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's because they're in the darkness. The only way that we can understand the gospel is to receive the Son. We need to receive the truth so that we can understand what has been hidden. And, you know, what did Yeshua say? He's not going to throw pearls uh, before swine. He wants us to receive the gift that the Father has for us. He wants us to walk in the fullness of what He has for us. But if your lifestyle is to choose to walk in darkness, then what's going to happen to your spiritual life? What's going to happen in the spiritual realm? It's going to get duller and duller and duller. So what we have to do is come into that place and make a decision. I choose to live in the light. I've come out of darkness into the light. And here comes John. He comes to testify. He's a witness concerning Concerning the light. He's had the revelation of who Yehovah is through Yeshua, so that through him, through John, all men might believe. No, not. <laughs> He's testifying concerning Messiah. Sorry, that through Yeshua. Uh, all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Yeshua is here. He is here right now, and He wants to enter in to our lives. And, you know, it doesn't just say that this light is coming to Israel. It says this light is coming into the world. Verse 10, He was in, he was in the world, and though the world was made through Him, the world did not recognize Him. He came to that which was His own, but his own did not recognize him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of Elohim. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human dissension or a husband's will, but born of Elohim. We must be born again. You know, Yeshua, he came to his own and his own did not recognize him. Why did his own not recognize him? Because they weren't looking for him in the right way. Oh, they were looking and they were asking questions. And, and what I love about this next section is we see just how the Jews uh, were searching. So in verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
He came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And this is the title of our our scripture here because of just, you know, how much uh, there is packed into uh, grace and truth and how important it is to us in our salvation. Verse 15, Johannan testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. And this is uh, powerful. From the fullness of his grace, we have received one blessing after another. You know, what is uh, uh, the, the most important part of grace, receiving grace, receiving mercy, uh, being born again? It's eternal life. We will have life and life more abundantly. Why? Life to the fullness, eternal life. Hallelujah, you can't get any better than that. So what do we receive? The fullness of his grace. We have all received one blessing after another, for the law was given through Moshe. Grace and truth came through Yeshua the Messiah. No one has ever seen Elohim, but Elohim, the one and only who is at the Father's side, has made him known. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Yeshua the Messiah. So the law was given through Moses, and that was to help guide us to the place where grace and truth could come forth. Yeshua is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. We need to go through Messiah. So, you know, when we recognize the power of the truth, what does Yeshua do? You know, according to Deuteronomy chapter 18, and we're going to mention that in these few verses uh, to come about um, how uh, Moses says, there is one coming like me and you must listen to him. And, you know, what we recognize in Messiah that he will come and he will open up the Torah. He will explain the Torah and the Tanakh in a way that will bring light uh, to the message of the true message of what the Torah is all about. It was not just a bunch of rules and regulations, but it was the ketubah of the marriage. It was it was the coming together of the, the, the foundation of the gospel that we see in Exodus chapter 19 and 20. You know, what is so important about the giving of the commandments? It's not the, that, uh, you know, just things that um, we shall not do or, or things that we do. No, it's, it's about the ketubah, the conditions of the marriage. The gospel that goes forth through Yeshua is the same gospel that went forth right back there in the Torah that was given through Moshe. The gospel was all over it. Hallelujah. We go back to Abraham, and what do we recognize? That through you, Abraham, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. It's not just about your descendants, but it's about the restoration of all mankind. And that testimony and that uh, good news, that gospel has not changed today. The Bible from Genesis to Revelation is not the story of two Gospels, one of the Old Testament and a Gospel of the New Testament. The Gospel of the Scriptures is the same from the beginning of the book all the way to the end. Isn't it amazing how we start in the garden and we end in the garden? Isn't it amazing how the tree of life is there in the garden and in the end of Revelation, what do we see? The tree of life. Yeshua is that tree of life. We need to partake of him. Hallelujah. Verse 19. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. Then they asked, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And what we see here is we see that here's the priests 
and the Levites, they don't understand, uh, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, you know, they're thinking they're looking for two people. They're looking for a Messiah, and they're also looking for a prophet. Well, if you're not the Messiah, then are you Elijah, or are you the prophet, the prophet that Moshe spoke about? He says, no. He says, finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? Yohanan replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way of Yahovah. Now some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, why then do you immerse if you are not the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? Why do you immerse? Where's your authority? You don't have any authority. Why are you doing this? If, if you're doing this, you know, where's your authority? <laughs> he says, I immerse with water, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whom, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Hallelujah. So, you know, he's saying, I'm preparing the way. I have authority because I am opening up the realm of the new to come in. And hear the word of Yehovah. We are called to operate today in the spirit of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah. Hallelujah. The spirit of Elijah. We are called to prepare the way of Yehovah. We are preparing the way of Yeshua's second coming. Hallelujah. So we are called with the authority to prepare the way. And that's why we need to immerse people, uh, you know, that they need to confess their sins. They need to repent. They need to receive Yeshua as their Lord. This all happened at Bethany, depending on what version of uh, Bible you have. Some versions say Beth-Abara, Beth-Abara, and that means the place of crossing. And this is interesting that this is happening at the place of crossing. Where is this place of crossing? Is this the place, not where we see at the bottom of the Galilee, where everyone says Yeshua is, uh, you know, was, was uh, immersed? No, or baptized? No. It was at the place of crossing where Israel entered into the land just about six and a half miles south of Jericho. Hallelujah, the place of crossing over on the other side of the Jordan where John was immersing. Verse 29, the next day John saw Yeshua coming towards him and he said, look, the Lamb of Elohim who takes away the sins of the world. The revelation that John had was so powerful, he didn't say, look, the Lamb of God, the Lamb, well, you're talking about Passover, you're talking about that, that, that uh, Passover lamb, but you don't just relate that to the Jewish people or to Israel. No, he takes away the sins of the world. This is something bigger that we have to understand, and this is a foundation of the importance of what we need. You know, we don't need Ishtar, Easter. Uh, to remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Messiah, we need to understand Pesach, Passover, and partake in the feasts of the Lord. They're not the feasts of the Jews. So don't believe the lie when people tell you, you know, it's the Jews that are called to do the feasts, but if you're of the nations, you don't do the feasts. You can just do Christmas and Easter. That's okay. Well, you know, we're not called to be a bunch of Catholics. We're called to be born again in the Spirit, walking in the ways of Yahovah. You know, there's so much religion and tradition out there that needs to be broken. So look, the Lamb of Elohim who takes away the sins of the world, this is the one I meant when I said a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came immersing with water was that he might was so that he might be revealed to Israel. Hallelujah. What's important about this? Why must he be revealed to Israel? It was a testimony 
to the land. It was a testimony to the people of Israel of who Yeshua is and the very fact that he was mikvah at the place of the crossing where those 12 stones had been placed underneath the water where the testimony of Yeshua where, uh, you know, he, he went down and he came up and the Spirit appeared and rested upon him and this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. We see the seal of heaven upon Yeshua taking place at the place of the crossing. Hallelujah. This is the one I meant when I said a man is coming uh, and he must surpass me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came to immerse with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. So what's the connection with the immersing with water and the Messiah being revealed? What was the message of Johannan, John the Baptist? He was saying this, Repent, for the kingdom of God is near, is at hand. Repent. So he was telling people, You're about to witness the kingdom of Elohim. Now, at the time of John the Baptist, at the time when Yeshua came, they were looking for the Messiah because they were under the oppression of the Romans. They were being oppressed. They were being pushed down. They were being ruled by the Romans. And they're shouting out, Messiah, come. Messiah, come. It was something that was on their lips on an ongoing basis. And there were many false messiahs. And there was many people that they had to go around and check. Are you the one? Is this one the one? Is this person over here with their disciples? Are they the one? Who is? Where's the Messiah? This is the time for the Messiah to be revealed. We're in so much need. We need the Messiah. Hallelujah. And here we are living in a day today. And as the dark, as, as the world is getting darker, we're, we're hearing that cry, Messiah come. Many times here in the land of Israel, I've heard people say in the statements of things that's going on here in the land and also in the nations, I hear them say, Messiah come. Messiah come. We need the Messiah and he has already come, and he wants to rescue us. He wants to give us the fullness of grace and truth. He wants us to walk in everything that the Father has for us. When Johannan gave this testimony, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to immerse with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who is immersed with the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of Elohim. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of Elohim. This is powerful. You know, but the people did not recognize him. But when John, when he spoke out, those who were immersed by him, those who uh, went through those wars of repentance and the teshuva, I want to be right standing before God. I don't want to miss the promises of God. I don't want to miss the blessings that the Father has for me. They're the people who will recognize him. Hallelujah. The next day, Yohanan, uh, verse 35 of men, was there again, and two of his disciples, when they saw Yeshua passing by, look, the Lamb of Elohim, when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Yeshua. Turning around, Yeshua saw them following and asked, What do you want? <laughs> they said, Teacher, Rabbi, teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent the day with him. It was about the tenth hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what uh, John had said and who had followed Yeshua. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah. That is the, uh, we have found the Messiah. That is the Christ. He has brought, uh, and he brought him to Yeshua. Yeshua looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called uh, Kephas, P 
Peter. Um, the next day, Yeshua uh, decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from a town of Bethsaida. Philip uh, found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. It's Yeshua of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. We have found the one. So they were looking. Where is the one? We are looking for the one. And that's why it's important that we are people who are seekers of truth. Because it's as we seek the truth of Elohim that we find the answers to life. That's why Yeshua, he's not just uh, the life, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. We need the fullness of everything that Yeshua wants to bring to us. Hallelujah. Nazareth, can anything good come out of there? Nathanael asked, come and see, said Philip. When Yeshua saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How did you know me? Nathanael asked. Yeshua answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of Elohim. You are the king of Israel. And Yeshua, he said, You believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of Elohim ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Hallelujah. The entrance of Messiah, how he comes with the message and, and you know, what he has to say to us, You know, what does it say in Romans chapter 6? It says, for, for sin, we have no dominion, sin will have no dominion over you since you're not under the law, but under grace. We have the illumination of the glory of Yehovah come upon our lives. And, you know, if we look back at that uh, scripture, when we're looking at the area, let me just find the, the scripture. Uh, Hold on one second. Let me just find it here. I think it's in verse uh, 17. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Yeshua, the Messiah. Talk about the brightness of grace, the, the, the realization that, you know, that he has set us free. It's not because of anything that we have done. It's the free gift of salvation. It's by grace that we have been saved through faith. We see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. And, you know, this is not of your own doing. It's a gift of Elohim. When we witness and we share the gospel to those who haven't found the truth, we've got to share the message of grace. We've got to share with them, listen, you are not going to uh, um, uh, mount up to uh, being, being received by uh, a righteous God. You know, we need to be covered in the blood of Yeshua. We need him to go before us. You know, I'm just thinking what that uh, scripture is. Let me just uh, pull this up. Um, it'll come to me in a minute. I'll, I'll come back to it in a second. Yeah, I, the scripture hasn't come to me there. But let me let me just say the importance of sharing the, that... It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what what you've done in your life. If you will just come and simply receive and accept Yeshua, you will walk in the fullnesses of his promise. And, you know, again, it's not just about what Elohim has to say to Israel. It's what the Father has to say to the whole world. And we see this in John chapter 3, verse 16. For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And here in 17, it says, For Elohim did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him 
is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of Elohim's one and only Son. And this is the verdict. The light, hallelujah, has come into the world, but men, men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. And, you know, this is why we've got to get alongside people and pray for people and, and let them see the light of the gospel of Yahovah. Then what happens when, when people witness the light? They all of a sudden recognize the evil. They recognize the sin that's within their lives. Many times when we're out witnessing and, and sharing the gospel, we see so many testimonies when we're sharing the gospel of people coming to that realization. Man, I'm a sinner. I am dirty before God. Why would he ever want me? You know, this great good news of the gospel of Yeshua, that God would send his son to die on my behalf for my sins so that I could be in relationship and fellowship with the God of creation. Hallelujah. He loves you. He cares for you. It doesn't matter where you are at, what you are going through, but we need the truth, the truth of Yeshua. We need the grace of Yeshua. And, you know, John 8, what does it say? It's the knowing of the truth that sets us free. And I want to ask you today, do you want to be a carrier of the truth of the gospel? And like we saw with John in, here in chapter 1, what did he say? He says he came as a witness to testify concerning the light. We are called to go forth as a witness to testify. You know, gone are the days where we just sit in our holy huddle, you know, trying to learn more and more and become uh, Greek, Hebrew scholars. You know, is this really what we need? We need the experience of the realization of who Yeshua is. And, you know, I'm not against learning. But if we get so addicted to just learning more truth, learning more truth, you're not called to spend your entire life uh, in the place of, uh, you know, a seminary. No, we've got to spend our life living and bringing forth the living truth of the gospel to this generation. So how do we get out of the rut of just thinking about me, myself, and I, my relationship with God, you know, what does he have for me? What's he going to do uh, for me in my life? No, we've got to come out of that and say, Father, what can you do through me? What do you want to say through me? Pray for the brokenhearted. Pray for the opportunities, for the divine appointments, the holy assignment, that the Holy Spirit will open up doors, will open up conversations for us to minister the truth into people's lives. Are we ready to see such an outpouring of salvation? I believe that this is a day, a great day, as the dark is getting darker, where his light will shine greater than it's ever shone. You know, listen, if you're watching the news right now and you're seeing all of the events that's going on in the world, we just had a volcano, um, underwater volcano explode uh, off the coast of New Zealand, which is sending Somani waves uh, to many coasts with alerts even as far away as the West Coast in America. You know, they're not expecting large waves to come in, but the fact is, you know, waves are going to be coming that's going to bring some um, riptides and things with it. But, you know, there's such a change that's going on in the world. We've got a crisis with Russia and the Ukraine, with, the, um, with NATO, with the European Union. Man, I'm telling you what, it's, it is heating up. You know, there's... Are we going to be on the verge of war here? Europe has never been in a position like it's in today. Things are heating up. We're looking at what's going on with Iran here in the land of Israel, with Hezbollah in the north, with what's taking place in Syria, with everything that's happened in Afghanistan. We're seeing such a shifting and, you know, so many things taking place around us. In the midst of all of that, don't we think that it's time that we should be 
ministering the gospel, that we should be stepping out of our comfort zone and, and going out of our way to bring the gospel of truth to this generation. What can we do? Firstly, what we should do is we should understand what is our testimony. What is the testimony that we have in Messiah? If you are born again of the Spirit, you have a testimony. You have the truth that is living within you. And we need to be proclaimers of that truth. And you might be uh, listening or watching right now thinking, well, you know, I'll just leave that up to these evangelists and these people that like to do street work. Let them get out there and get on with it. But that's not really my thing. Listen, it needs to be the responsibility of every believer that we know how to share our faith. And in the days that we live today with the technology that we have today, you know, you've got cell phones, we've got, uh, you know, you've got cameras on everything. You know, what would it take just to uh, record your testimony, to sit and think, how can I share the testimony of how Yeshua set me free? You know, what can we do to make a difference to minister into the lives of others? And we might think from our position, we might think, well, in my place of weakness, you know, I don't know if I have a word. I don't know if I have anything important to say. But, you know, as we come to the place of prayer and we lay our lives down before the Father and we, we ask him to take our lives Will you just mold us? Will you make us into what you have called us to be? You will find that, that Elohim, he can take a, a stuttering person who's lost his ability to communicate in Moses. I can't speak. I don't know how I'm going to do this. You know, we read the account at the beginning of Exodus, and it's almost at the place where God wants to smite Moses down. But guess what? He is the only Deliverer, he is it. He, you know, even the mistakes that he made, 40 years in the backside of the desert, uh, separated from the location of his calling to set the people free because of operating in the flesh and the things that he did as he tried to help Elohim, as he tried to do the work of God in the flesh. And then there he was in the place of brokenness, feeling like, I'm no good, I can't be used, and I'm just speaking to a bunch of dumb sheep. I'm not proclaiming <laughs> liberty or freedom to the Israelites. And then here comes that burning bush, which was a common sight in the deserts. The deserts would get so hot that these little bushes, dry bushes, in the hot heat of the summer would burst into flames. But there was something different about this bush. And there's something different about the fire of Elohim. This fire will come forth, but it's not going to consume the bush. And that's what startled Moses, because he was so used to seeing these events in the desert. This bush is not being consumed by the flames. And then he heard the voice of Yeshua speaking through the bush, saying the place where you are standing is holy ground. Take off your shoes. The place where you're standing is holy ground. And then instructions come forth. We need that moment where we receive the instructions from Yahovah. So I'm not talking about just doing. I'm talking about the preparation of our lives to be effective for the kingdom. You know, I'm not telling you, well, just go out and uh, give up your job and everyone needs to become an evangelist. That's not what I'm saying to you. But every one of us needs to seek first the kingdom of Yahovah and his righteousness. We have got to get to that place where we know we are about the Father's business. What is the Ruach HaKodesh, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Be my hands, be my feet. Use my hands, use my feet for the purpose of the gospel of the kingdom. Do you want him to be your hands uh, and be your feet? Are we allowing Yeshua to operate through us? Father, what's our place? Where do you want us to minister 
What's the assignment that's upon our lives? Why? Because the promises of Elohim is being worked out within our lives. That's the foundation of the destiny and the blessings that we, uh, that we are called to. You know, it's not my will. Not my will, but your will be done. It's just thinking about that scripture in uh, James chapter 4. I'll just turn there quickly. Hold on. In James chapter 4, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. And, you know, what's important about this is we've got to identify what's our motive in life. What's the reason for living? You know, are we just trying to uh, do everything for ourselves? Do you believe in the abundance that grace can give you? Do you believe in the blessings that we can receive from Yahovah? I'll read a scripture in Second Corinthians in a second. But it says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get in your own pleasure. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards Elohim? And you know, this is why it's important what we do in this world. If it's our, our job, if, if it's investment, uh, our, our finances, are we investing in the kingdom? Are we seeking more ways to invest to make a difference for the kingdom? And it's not just about our resources, but it's also about ourselves. So we are investing ourselves in the purpose of the kingdom. Friendship with the world is hatred towards Elohim. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of Elohim. Or do you not think what Scripture says without uh, reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely, but he gives us more grace? That is why Scripture says Elohim opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Look, the Father knows of the tug of war that's going on within your heart. You know, what did Paul say about the area of marriage? If you're single, you know, look, don't get married. But if you must, realize this. When you get married and you have a family, you're going to be surrounded and pressured by the cares of this world. You know, if you don't watch out, you know, that's why for some, it's better to remain single to preach and administer the gospel and not have all the baggage and all these cares. But, you know, it doesn't mean that we can't be blessed with families, you know. But as a family, how are we blessing Yahovah? How are we moving forward with the gospel of the kingdom? And one of the key things for our family is that we have been invested in the kingdom life right from the beginning from the day we we're married for the last 30 years investing in the kingdom investing in the promises of the kingdom saying father our life is a sacrifice unto your kingdom and when we do that what type of response do we think we would receive from doing that we recognize the the power of what it truly means to give in every way and we just look at all of the events we've gone through in these last few years with the, the pandemic and the shutdowns and everything. Man, you can look back at all of it and think, wow, what, what's next? How many things have we got to go through? But through all of it, what's the testimony? We're still here. What's the testimony? God is able. He is sustaining he will provide. He will make a way. We will see his promises. His promises are yes and amen. And we're not going to shrink back to the promises of Yahovah. And I encourage you, you're not called to, to, to shrink back. So it says in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also uh, reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And, you know, what do we want uh, in the area of sowing and reaping? We want to see salvation come to the hearts of many. The harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. 
Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth workers into the harvest fields. Father, we ask that you will send forth workers into the harvest field. I pray, Father, that you will uh, uh, make us uh, outreach minded that we will desire to bring your kingdom and you know what's the importance of bringing the kingdom that people will come into that place of the light but what's the demonstration what's the testimony that we will witness i was just thinking back there to uh, john chapter 2 where it talks about the testimony of yeshua turning the water into wine what was that event what did it represent as one of the first miracles you know when he his his mother mary came to him and said you know uh you know they've ran out of wine what what are you going to do about this and he said this is not my time you know i love that scripture uh dear woman verse four of of john two i'm still reading in, in uh Corinthians, but anyway, it just came to me. Why do you involve me, Yeshua replied? My time has not yet come. But you know, what was going on in Mary's heart? She knew the time. She knew what took place with the the, the dove coming down, the heaven speaking. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You know, the, the 40 weeks in the wilderness, the time of fasting, coming out the disciples being added to yeshua the disciples being there at the wedding with yeshua some of the disciples and here's the mother of yeshua man she is just full of the glory of yahovah hallelujah this is the day i've been waiting for i've been waiting for the manifestation of the miracles i know the miracles that moses did and you know <laughs> He turned the water into blood and all of the signs and wonders to let my people go. And here comes Yeshua. And what's he here to do? He's come to make a declaration. Let my people go. He's come to bring redemption and deliverance. Dear woman, why do you involve me? It's not my time. It hasn't yet come. My time hasn't yet come. Well, wait a second. What time are you looking for, Yeshua? So what did he do? He brought forth the miracle of the water being turned to wine. And what do we see? We see this joy eternal. We see the birthing of the miraculous. We see the beginning of the signs. This is Messiah. This is Messiah. He is here. We're going to see the testimony of a mighty Elohim. I expect to see signs and wonders and miracles. That's why we see so many people healed and so many lives transformed. It's because of the preaching of the gospel. If we will preach the gospel, the sick will be healed. Those who are imprisoned will be set free. The demon-possessed will be delivered. This is the hour of salvation. So we're talking about sowing and reaping. It's not just about your finances, but even though in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, you know, uh, Paul is actually talking here on the importance of giving and how we give of the substance of who we are, of the resources that we have. Verse 7, each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. And that means you're not going to be manipulated by people who are trying to get you to give to this, to give to that. You know, you need to get before the Father and decide how you're going to give and what your giving looks like. Do you have a plan to give? Do you have a plan to sow? Hallelujah. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for Elohim loves a cheerful giver, and Elohim is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Oh, hallelujah. You know, do you see what that says? And Elohim is able to make all grace abound. He will supply generously to the giver. He will make sure you will always have your needs met. 
You cannot outgive Elohim, even in the place of sacrificial giving. I know many of you watching right now, you've got personal testimonies of being in that place where you're giving of the last of what you have. And, you know, you've seen the supernatural provision of Yahovah. I've shared before about the time when Haley and I, you know, working on the streets in the UK, uh, just an evangelism and living by faith. You know, we had no more money and we didn't even have enough to have a bowl of cereal each. We had two spoons in one bowl and we were just eating out the same bowl and we just prayed, Father, we thank you that, you know, we have sown everything that's come into us. We have sown out and we're in that place where we don't have anything, but we know you will supply. You are our provider. We rejoice in who you are. We didn't even get to the end of eating that bowl at, you know, half past eight in the morning. Then someone knocks on the door, uh, our car mechanic, and says that um, he just discovered a couple of days ago that uh, his mother had his mother had passed away. He found an account that his mother had with money in it. And the first thing he did is took 10% of that money out of that account. And before he did anything with it, he came and he said, I want to give this to you, to your ministry, to your lives for the work that you do for the gospel. And that came at what moment in time? When we are eating down on the last bowl. We weren't going like, well, okay, just take a spoonful now. We'll take another spoonful tomorrow. No, we're going to eat that whole bowl because we know that Elohim is able to make all grace abound to us so that in so that uh, so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work hallelujah as it is written he has scattered abroad the gifts to the poor his righteousness endures forever now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to Elohim. Why? Because the testimony of what... Uh, Paul was proclaiming was bringing forth fruit and transformation. Hallelujah. So we want to be in that place where, you know, oh, look, I was still reading in, uh, <laughs> I was reading in James chapter 4. I'm going to go back there. You know, thank you, Father, for the word. Grace and truth. May we be uh, on fire with a desire to share Yeshua. Hallelujah. May we get to that place where we are, you know, stepping out of our comfort zone, doing things that we're not familiar with. Like I said about Moses, you know, he stood there witnessing the burning bush, having the instructions from heaven, and then bringing forth all the excuses why he can't do anything. I can't, I can't speak. I've got a stutter, you know. Nobody wants to hear me. I've lost my calling. I've lost my destiny. You might be watching right now and you might feel that you have lost your calling, that Elohim can't use you. And if we come to that place of repentance, if we come to that place of recognizing the wrong that we have done, we can receive that fresh outpouring of anointing by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And how do we know this? Because it talks about it uh, right here in this scripture, verse 6 of John chapter, uh, of James chapter 4. But he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, Elohim opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. He opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So if we will come to that place and say, Father, I humbly come before you. I recognize my wrong. I recognize that I need more of your truth. Are you in that place where you feel like truth is just blocked 
from your life? Are you in that place where you feel like, I used to have such an open heaven over my life, and, and, and now I'm just not receiving the same way as I did before? Is there something that you need to deal with in your life? Is there something that you need to let go of in your life? So the flow of the truth of Elohim can come through your life once again. You know, these are signs when we come to those places where it just feels so dry and so barren that, you know, we've just got to keep pressing in. And, you know, sometimes you can be experiencing that. It's not because of sin. It's just the Father maneuvering you into place. You know, when the, the brook dried up uh, with e Elijah, you know, what took place uh, at that point, the, the brook dried up and it was time for him to move on. The provision stopped. And when we come to that place where things in our lives dry up, are we going to be adamant? I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to move. Or are we going to listen to the leading of the Spirit? What's Yeshua saying to you today? What's he requesting of you? Call on his name. Call on his name. You feel like you're living your life, but you don't have purpose. Call on his name. Maybe you've lost who you are called to be. Call on his name. Let him bring forth the restoration. Restoration. Salvation also is deliverance. You know, we don't just speak salvation. We speak forth deliverance. Father, make a way where there is no way. Make a way where there is no way. May my voice have authority by the Ruach HaKodesh. May my voice have the authority of the Spirit. May the words that come forth from my mouth be words that bring life transformation, make a difference in the hearts of others. And, you know, the majority of the time, it's not in the messages of the deep things of God that you're going to see the incredible miracles. It might just be in the simplicity of the gospel that lives get changed. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. We think that, you know, we've got to get to a certain level before we can have spiritual authority to communicate the truth of the gospel. And the reality is the Father's saying, I just want to take who you are and I want to speak through you I want to minister through you do you want to speak forth the word of Yahovah this generation then just come before him right now I'm praying for the army of Yahovah to rise up at this day I'm praying for people to get out in their communities to get out where they are and saying father you know, I'm going to get up in the morning and press in. How can I be effective for your kingdom today? Can I prepare my minds for action? Can I be alert today to make a difference in the presence of Yahovah? We've got to get to that place where, you know, we are led by the Spirit, not just trying to do good works that people do in religion, well, you know, I'm cutting the grass of the neighbor because it's a good thing to do, or I'm down at the soup kitchen, but we have no life. You know, it's not just about the things we do. Can we bring forth the life? What about the needs of the people spiritually? What about the brokenness that people are going through? How do we speak into those areas? In Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, The word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. I've taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous commands. Hallelujah. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light for my path. I just want to release the light of Yeshua. Man, uh, you know, when... Uh, in John chapter 3, when uh, Nicodemus came before Yeshua, and Yeshua says, you must be born again, what does Yeshua say to him? He said, you are the, the teacher of Israel. Where does it say that? Uh, let me see. Do, 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 do. 
Yeah, verse 10. You're Israel's teacher, said Yeshua. And do you not understand these things, that you must be born again? Don't you understand these things? Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light for my path. Father, may you give us the revelation that we need to live out the promises that you have called us to live out. We pray, Father, that we will be your people who walk in destiny. The, the plan that you have for our lives, Father, that's what we want to walk in. We don't want to walk in our ways. We want to walk in your ways. So, Father, we come before you now and, and we ask you minister to the body right now. Minister to the body right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, we rejoice. We rejoice. I just believe the Holy Spirit wants to bring forth his healing right now. What are you facing right now? Just place your hands on the part of the body where you're sick and we corporately are going to come together in a prayer of agreement. If you're listening by podcast right now or on any other uh, any other time or on any other platform, just place your hands right now in the place where you are sick, where you need healing. Father, in the name of Yeshua, we come against the assignments of Hasatan. You want to steal, kill, and destroy. We say you shall not in Yeshua's name. We speak forth the light of the gospel of truth, the healing power of Yeshua, which says, by his stripes, I am healed. Be healed right now in Yeshua's name. We come against cancer in Yeshua's name. We come against COVID. We say, COVID, get off people's lives right now. Ammonia of the lungs, get off those lungs right now. We speak healing to every organ. We speak to the oxygen levels uh, within our blood. Father, over Jerry Brown, I just speak supernatural healing over him right now. All the symptoms of COVID to be gone. Full restoration of his lungs right now. Full strength to his body in Yeshua's name. Father, over B uh, and her husband, what they're going through with COVID, we rebuke COVID and, and that spirit of destruction. We say, get out their lives right now. And we speak supernatural healing over their lives today. Thank you, Father. He is the healer. If you've been listening today and you feel like you're out of place, you just feel like you're out of sync, you feel like that brook has dried up, and you want to stay in that safe place that you have known before, but the Father says, I'm moving you. I'm moving you into the new. I'm moving you into a new location. Then I pray that you will receive the wisdom of the Spirit, that the light of the of the truth will be revealed to you so you won't spend your time laboring in the wrong places but you'll spend your time being about his business and as you're about his business you'll see the fruit of the spirit manifest within your life hallelujah so i just want to proclaim father open up the doors where man says they cannot open open up in yeshua's name because we know we serve an Elohim who makes a way where there is no way. So we don't care if there's no way. We just care about the word of Yahovah. Let your word be true and every man a liar. Hallelujah. So we stand upon your word that you're a God who makes a way where there is no way. And we thank you for the testimonies of how you've trailblazed many roads before us in the past. And we know that you will do it in this season thank you father thank you father if you're in that place where you feel like your spiritual life is so dull you feel like you're just angry resentful broken feeling like you're you just you don't know where you are spiritually you're still listening you're still trying to uh, obtain things from god but you feel so separated that I want to come against that spirit that is seeking to destroy your life right now. And I say, get your hands off my brother, off my sister right now. 
And we ask, Father, for restoration, supernatural restoration right now. Father, do your work right now. Restore us back to who we are called to be. May we be spiritually alive in every way. If there's sin, if there's stuff that we're dealing with, if we've just missed the steps that we need to take, then, Father, help us make those right decisions to be right on track, to be in place, to be on time in Yeshua's name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Acts chapter 14, verse 3, in closing, it says, So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly of Yehovah, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting what? Signs and wonders to be done by their hands. Acts chapter 14, verse 3. Do you believe that as you go out and you're a witness that signs and wonders will follow you? Do you believe that when you lay hands on the sick, they'll recover? This is your commission. Go into the world, make disciples. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We need to baptize. We need to uh, immerse. We need to do the works of the gospel of the kingdom. So what's the Father saying to you? Take a moment and say, you know, Father, I want to receive from you. What are you saying to me? This is just a little short broadcast of us spending time to be edified and built up within the Word and fellowship together. But I hope you will ponder what we have shared just now. And, you know, just spend time meditating on this. Are you seeing the testimony of the breakthrough of the Spirit within your life? Is the Word alive in you? If you're blessed and encouraged with the ministry, I want to encourage you, share your testimony. Tell us what the Father is saying to you. If you're encouraged with the ministry and you want to sow into the work, you can do that at any time at bulldozeoffaith.com forward slash give. We appreciate those who give. Thank you for those who sow into the ministry and also pray for what we do. But more than anything, my prayer is that we become a community that makes a difference for the gospel of the kingdom. There's nothing more powerful than people coming together with one mind and one heart to bring transformation. I believe that in 2022, this is the year where we are going to see Bulldozer Faith become and operate as a mission agency. That we need to be those who are involved actively, continually in mission and sending people on mission. This is our commission that we will see many people raised up to preach and to teach the gospel of the kingdom. And more than anything, make disciples. Hallelujah. Thank you much, uh, very much for joining with me today. I look forward to going back to the comments. I haven't uh, uh, got them up just now, so I will see those comments. And, um, you know, if you've been blessed and encouraged with this message, just write in the comments. If you want to email me, Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. We also have the newsletter coming up for this month. So please, if you have a testimony you want to share, you know, is there something you want to share? Then I encourage you just send it to Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com or you can send it to Esther, Esther at bulldozerfaith.com and we'd love to add your testimony to our upcoming uh, news uh, release. Hallelujah. All right. Be blessed and encouraged. It is so good to be with you today and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the Zoom call. Don't forget... 9.30 Israel time, that's 7.30 UK time, that's 2.30 East Coast American time, that's 5.30 AM, I think, in uh, Australia, <laughs> Brisbane, Australia area. So look forward to seeing you then. If you're not on our mailing list and you don't get the updates when we go live, let me just uh, give you that link. I'm going to send that link to you right now just uh, as we finish here and here is the link here sign up here and 10-15 minutes before the broadcast or before the zoom goes live we send out an email 
and we invite you to join with us. So don't forget to sign up. And also on that page, if you scroll down on that page, you'll have access to our previous uh, news um, letters or more like mini magazines to encourage and strengthen you. And feel free just to browse through them and may you be encouraged in Yahovah. Until next time, Shalom, Shalom. Hallelujah.